Welcome to the What's the Point Waypoint podcast. I'm joined here today with a couple college ministers, and we're going to be talking about college ministry today, uh, just in general, but also what it looks like in the life of our church. So I'm your host. I'm Ben Uthie, the pastoral intern slash college director, uh, but also was on staff with a college ministry called Campus Outreach for eight years before I started working at Waypoint full-time, and I'm joined by a couple great guys who will introduce themselves. Yeah, I'm Riley, Riley Davis. I work with Crew at UNC. I've been working with Crew, I think this is my ninth year, which is crazy. It's pretty much since I graduated in 2015, this is all I've ever known. So served with Crew uh, at a couple different campuses at the University of Tennessee for four years, overseas in Prague, Czech Republic for a year. But I went to UNC, uh, love Chapel Hill, love the Tar Heels, and moved back here in 2020. So been working with Carolina students since then. That's awesome. I'm Graham, Graham Watkins, um, and I am on staff with InterVarsity at UNC. Um, I'm finishing my first year on staff, which is which is kind of wild. I graduated in 2022 from UNC. Go Heels. Riley, I appreciate that representing. Of course, got to hold it down. Um, yeah, so it's been it's been fun to uh, to learn and um, be uh, on staff with InterVarsity. Yeah, so it's cool because this podcast has kind of three different ministries represented, but I also served at UNC for four years, two years early on in my kind of stint with CO, then two years in my latter stint. So we all were on the same campus doing very similar things, but, uh, (laughs) you know, just in different kind of ministries. So to begin, we always like to start with a little, little icebreaker, you know, a little, little way to get the podcast going. So I wanted to ask these guys, what is a funny story slash favorite memory you have from college? Since obviously that's what we're talking about today. I'll start. So me and uh, somebody that some of you guys may know, Spencer Hunt, who's a Waypoint member. Yeah. When we were freshmen, we had this tradition, which I'm not sure how it started, but we would take apples from the dining hall, and we lived in a four-story uh, residence hall, like basement, first, second, third, and we would just chuck them over the, <laughs> the, the, the dorm there. And just basically the contest was, can you throw it over and make it to the other side? And it was kind of a test of your you know your strength or whatever but on the other side was a street so like we would do it blindly and sometimes we would hit cars or sometimes we'd hit people who were like jogging what have you um so it was just one of those things like we look back and it's like we just randomly just like launched apples like in like like some totally sweet person was probably just driving their car around campus and just got pelted with an apple uh, so sorry if uh if that was you but uh that was that was a funny story that we That's did funny. in college <laughs> i guess my funny one I, I have two now i think about it i had a tendency to injure myself doing various physical Uh-oh. activities <laughs> And I played, <laughs> I played football and ran track in high school. Like never really had a serious injury doing either of those. Mm. But all of a sudden, I guess I got a little lazy, a little out of shape here and there in college. Uh, I got a concussion playing intramural flag football, which mm. was rough. My friend uh, went back to his dorm in Granville, and he put I put <laughs> used a, a container of rainbow sherbet as an ice pack for my <laughs> for the back of my wow. head. But then sherbet. I felt really nauseous, and they're like, "We probably need to go to campus health." <laughs> uh, second time was my senior year, where <laughs> I had a friend who was on the club soccer team, very athletic guy, definitely a better athlete than I was, also in good shape. Sure. But I was, you know, feeling a little bit overconfident, and was like, "I bet I can beat you in a foot race." So we need to schedule mm-hmm. this foot race because, mm-hmm. like I said, sprinted in high school. 
only problem was at this point, it'd probably been like, yeah, three and a half years since I had sprinted competitively. So I go out to start training and I pulled my hamstring running like one, a hundred meter. Like my hamstring within hours, the back of it was like purple and red and bruised. And I was like, I I can't believe that I'm this washed up at age 22 (laughs) that I just pulled a hamstring running one, a hundred (laughs) meter. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, Mine is a combination of a funny and favorite memory, um, and it comes on a pretty historic day for UNC fans. Uh, my senior year and the last time, the last game Coach K ever coached. Wow. Uh, UNC Final Four game against Duke. Sure. Um, everybody on campus wanted to be on Franklin Street, right, in the event that we won and got to rush. Uh, Franklin Street, um, I'd, I had uh, – some people were at the Dean Dome, um, but that's just that's a really long way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so, uh, friends and I got went to Franklin Street, got there hours early. Everywhere was full. Every mm-hmm. sports bar, every uh, dive and diner, anywhere that had a TV was full. So we walked all the way down Franklin Street until we found actually one of my favorite restaurants, but not one you'd expect—an Indian restaurant, Cholanad. Oh, yeah. um, and. We found the TV at Cholanad, and we were some of the only people that were there for the game at that time. Um, but it ended up becoming like this great place where people just flowed in because it was the only place left. Um, and we had an amazing time. We shared this huge shareable meal with the like six guys that we had together. Mm-hmm. Ended up winning the game and got to rush Franklin Street and run the whole street instead of like just run right out. Um, and it was it was one of my favorite memories. Mm-hmm. So Can't great food, it. great game. It was great. That's awesome. So the first question I wanted to pose to you guys is, why are you in college ministry? Because obviously, along with that comes, most of us have to raise the majority of our support, if not all of our financial support. Yeah. Um, you know, we got degrees, I'm sure, in various things that aren't college ministry. You know, we could be doing other things, um, not in a context where you have to raise your own salary, all those things. Right. So naturally... I think people in the church, and especially people outside of the church, right? I'm sure you guys have experienced this with family and whatnot. It is the, like, so then why do it, <laughs> right? Like, why why work for college ministry? So what is y'all's why? Why are you guys currently working where you're working? Graham, you want to take it first? Sure, sure. You're the, the young. The, this, the is young mo- this is this is this most. should be fresh on your mind. Yeah. Like you just had a race support and everything. Yeah, you're making me go back. You're making me question my decisions. No. No. Um, <laughs> Um, no, I mean, ultimately, well, the truth is I didn't choose it right out of school. Um, so a lot of you might know Amy Grace, my wife, um, she is in grad school right now. And we were like, I don't know that this is actually possible. Mm. Uh, we were getting married. We got engaged my senior year, um, and trying to figure out finances because I had been considering it for a while. Um, but then that job ended up not panning out. And it was something I was excited about. It was something I felt the Lord had even moved me toward, but it didn't work out. And the Lord reopened the door. And I decided to to try to walk through that door. Um, and so ultimately, I think it just comes down to calling, right? Mm, and, yeah. Um, I, I think sometimes we can idealize calling or what that even looks like or how to discern that. Um, but what I I looked at the at the course of my college career, and I was like, this ministry. I was a part of InterVarsity all four years has transformed my walk with the Lord um, and set me on a path and trajectory that 
I would not have been on otherwise. Uh, I came into college really headstrong, really prideful, really seeking worldly success. I was a believer at the time, uh, but I wouldn't say like a follower of Jesus in that way. Um, and and the ministry and discipleship relationships, which we might can talk more about what discipleship is, kind of like a, a one-on-one meeting with my campus minister, um, really, yeah, made me want to live a life after the Lord. And and that was enough for me that I wanted to offer that to other students. And I wanted to offer students, um, yeah, an opportunity to let go and be free of the need for performance and, and success as their worth, right? And mm. um, I had been set free of that, and I wanted others to, to encounter the Lord in that way. Um, and maybe we can come back to the fundraising part, but Riley, I'll let you, <laughs> I'll let you go. Yeah, for me, it was... Uh... College was a huge time of spiritual growth for uh, yeah for me personally. Like I came into Carolina, um, very much equipped to like tell you what the gospel was from almost like an intellectual perspective. I mean, I grew up in church every Sunday, went to a Christian school, knew all the right answers, but it was pretty disconnected um, from a personal and like heart connection. Uh, started thinking about it a little bit more seriously my freshman year, but sort of took my time and asked a lot of questions, started reading my Bible on my own, really for the first time my freshman year at Carolina. Mm. Um, but going into my sophomore year, uh, just kind of made a decision that it was something I wanted to prioritize more and let define me and learn more. And a uh, big part of my story, like I, I work a lot in the Greek system at UNC, and that was you know, my background at UNC, being in a fraternity and... Um, even in an organization that does have a lot of like <laughs> sin, just <laughs> to be real, a lot of bad stuff that goes on. There was a handful of older guys in my fraternity, like three or four guys a year ahead of me who were really solid, um, who knew Jesus, were trying to figure out what it meant to follow him in college mm-hmm. while being in a fraternity. And one guy in particular was super influential on me. I uh, found out that he was, I mean, he was probably connecting with like 10 to 15 guys in our fraternity uh, regularly just to see where they were at spiritually. And it's probably like half of those guys, when I found out, I was like, dang, I had no idea they had any sort of spiritual interest. Mm. Um, And seeing the ways that he was just like helping them process different questions or reading different books with them. And like sometimes sometimes it was more serious discipleship with like when you meet with me or a couple other guys who were actively trying to pursue their faith. It was like, okay, how do we do this together? Yeah, there's plenty of guys who would just meet with him to ask questions and he'd give them time and make space just to like share his journey his and and his walk with Christ with them. Um, So he, I just Following his example, I learned how to even articulate my faith and articulate the ways I'd seen Jesus work in my life, even going from like high school to freshman year to sophomore year of, of actually seeing him transform my life from different mm. struggles I had, different insecurities, um, different anxieties that I had wrestled with, uh, mm. that it became like clear to me that, oh yeah, God can actually use my experiences to impact other people. Like guys in my fraternity or even friends outside the fraternity had walked through some either mental health type crises that I had been through and um, just different struggles we all were connected with. And I realized like my senior year at UNC, I just loved talking to my fraternity brothers about Jesus. Like Mm. guys knew I was a Christian and were pretty open with me with asking questions and wondering why I'd like was involved with what I was involved with. And um, so it just hit me like, why not just do this for a job where I can 
talk to students about Jesus and not have to worry about homework, mm-hmm. uh, not have to worry about the social pressures of like going to a pregame every Thursday night, mm-hmm. like or being seen out or whatever it was. Like I yeah. can just be uh, really doing this full time and having the same relational connection and helping people see uh, the higher calling, the higher way of life that God has given us in his design. Mm. So That's awesome. Yeah, I think for me, college is just such an important time in Mm -hmm. people's lives. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're out of home. You know, they're out of maybe mom and dad took you to church, but now you got to decide if you want to go to church, right? Um, And even like in college, there's so much of like, who am I? Mm-hmm. What am I going to be like, you know, so you're picking a major, but then, you know, there's like identity tied to that, right? Of like, oh, well, if I'm this major, I'm going to be this person. And you know, you're trying to find the one, you know, you're kind of trying to map out your life, right? Sure. Of like, I'm going to get married. I'm going to do this job. Everything's going to work out. And obviously spirituality is an important part of that, mm-hmm. that most people don't think about. You know, most people are kind of primarily thinking in terms of, you know, career and relationships and things like that. Um, so that was something that, was drew me to working in college ministry was those, you know, four years, you know, maybe five now, you know, people take a long time, whatever, um, are really important in someone's life. And they can honestly really change kind of the whole trajectory of your adulthood. Mm -hmm. Um, again, whether it is just what, what you study, what you do, the, the friends you keep, uh, the relationships you make, what have you. But also for me, my story is I became a Christian my freshman year at Mm -hmm. NC state and, so that was important to me was I feel like I grew up around Christianity but wasn't a Christian. So I grew up going to a church or, like, I went to, like, some ministries my high school had. You know, I had a Bible on my nightstand, those things. But I didn't know Christ. I didn't understand the gospel. And I didn't really see too many examples of people that actually loved Christ around me. So to me, Christianity was just very much a, like, that's just kind of like a social thing. You know, it's just mm-hmm. kind of like cool people at my yeah. church, like— you know, like we, our youth group always had donuts every week. You know, it's like, you're going to get donuts. You might as well just go, dude. Um, so anyway, when I came to know the Lord, I very much kind of had that heart of like, man, I know there's a lot of other people with a story like mine, right. you know, uh, where if you asked them, yeah, they wouldn't be like, oh, well, like, sure, I'll, I'll just default to Christian because I live in America. I live in the South. Right. My grandma goes to church, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like. But for me, man, I, I needed someone to actually contextually share the gospel with me, help me understand it, and help me to get, oh, actually, I'm I'm not just a Christian because I was born in North Carolina. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. like, that's not how it works. Um, so that was something really important for me as well. Next question, what does a typical week look like for you guys? Again, I think, like, there might be a lot of people in our church, or even just in general, who are like, they like love what we're doing, right? They're like, oh, college ministry, you know, we, we need young people to love the Lord, all those things. But I think if, like, a lot of times people are like, so then what do you do? Or like, That's what the, does that look like? It's the age-old question, Ben. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's funny, like, all three of us are laughing, because it's like every week is different, and it's a really unpredictable schedule half the time. And, Fair. Because um, we've all been there. If you've been in campus ministry, you know it's always changing. Like, for me, I, I lead the crew at UNC team alongside Kelly Haywood, who's also a member of Waypoint. Um, I feel like a big chunk of our week is, you know, we meet together every week and 
a lot of it's sort of coming back to the vision. Like, what do we want our crew movement at UNC to be about? What do we want to define it? And thinking through ways, like strategies to carry that out first with our staff and then with our yeah. students. Um, that part I love. I love getting to think through, like, what do we want our movement to be about? Um, how do we get students to feel compelled to not, you know, retreat to just a, a Christian circle and, and be right. insular, but actually, you know, be outward focused and engage with campus and love campus well and, and meet non-Christians and influence them positively and point them to Christ. Um, so that's part of it. I, I meet a lot with our, our staff team and try to equip them and make sure that they're able to, to carry out what they're, what God's calling them to do, to, you know, both align with their passions and with our, our, our vision, like being mm-hmm. able to help those sort of intersect. And then of course, like my favorite thing about campus ministry still, even almost a decade into it is the actual meeting with students part, mm-hmm. you know, sure. whether it's grabbing coffee or lunch with them and getting to hear about, you know, their different struggles or what they're learning in their, their time in the word or helping them try to get some sort of rhythm with reading the Bible, with prayer, right. um, hearing about the different, especially like in the, the fraternity system, a handful of guys get to hear about like, you know, what sort of interesting spiritual conversations are you having with the non-Christians in your chapter? Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's the really fun stuff, like getting to play basketball with students. Like, uh, that's where, you know, pretty much at a moment's notice, if you ask me to go do something fun like that, I'll probably say yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, for sure. No, and, and I love that you call it a, a movement, right? The, the movement that crew is. And I think that's something InterVarsity tries to, to name too, because it's, it's a movement of the Holy Spirit, right? Like on, on the campus, because we want to see the Lord work. It's not our organizations or our institutions. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's a movement um, that we all get to be a part of. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think it's interesting. Um, we talked a little bit about support raising in the last question. Um, I felt a lot of pressure to um, like prove to people what I was yeah. doing. Um, yeah. And the people that were generously supporting me um, and walking alongside me in my ministry, they never asked for that, right? Mm-hmm. But I felt like a, a need to be like, here's what I'm doing. My first like ministry update newsletter, um, which I'm sure some of you all are very familiar with, um, it was like the day in the life of Graham Watkins. Like, and it was like, now it might have been a little bit idyllic in the sense of like, it was like, if everything goes right and if I could have my way, I'd play spike ball two times. I'd have like two or three one-on-one meetings with students and we'd have some leadership meetings and hopefully I'm getting in the word myself. I but. thought you were about to say I have two one-on-one games, basketball. I, <laughs> I have played basketball with Graham Watkins before. The dude is a problem on the court. Let's uh, go. Graham is nice. Okay. I, I, pre- I appreciate that. I appreciate that hype. I hope, I hope to live up to it. Um, no, I do love playing basketball with students. Um, Great way to do ministry. Like, it is. Real, the best way to get to know students. And, <laughs> and that's, I mean, that's honestly a thing that I've learned a lot this year is like, how can you do ministry that aligns with who you are, right? Mm-hmm. And like, you're going to do so much better ministry if you're stepping into things that are really life-giving to you and just bringing people along with you and inviting them into to your life and your interests. And I think there's definitely moments where we have to submit to other our students' interests and like show up to places that aren't the most comfortable or mm. um, go out of the way. But also, just like the cool thing is that we can just invite them into our life and the things that we enjoy. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, yeah. Um, so, day in the life is really just trying to meet with students, be consistent. Um, I, my favorite thing, like Riley mentioned, is. Uh, in InterVarsity, we call it discipleship. It was a weekly meeting with the same students um, throughout the semester. 
Um, and, and our goal in those meetings is uh, to hear the word, um, to respond actively, and then debrief it together um, mm. and, and then start that cycle over again. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just a lot of fun to get to walk with students in that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in my eight years with CO, and still I'm connected to some guys at UNC now that I still reach out to. The first thing I wrote down when I thought about it was, I get ghosted every week. That's one of the main <laughs> things I do. Which if you don't know what ghosted means, it just means people don't respond to you. They don't respond to your text. They don't respond to your call. And you're like, hey, we'd love to get lunch. And they just say nothing. So unfortunately, there's a lot of that in campus ministry. I mean, students are busy, but also, again, spirituality for some students, especially that aren't Christians, it's just not as big a deal to right. them as their test that week. So I, I get it. Absolutely. But it's hard when you're like, man, I just... <laughs> I just want to hang out. Um, but yeah, I feel like definitely the life of somebody that works for a college ministry, it's like on any given day, it's you're an Uber driver, you're an event planner, you're a counselor, <laughs> you know, like, you know, like, you know, like just depending on the day, it's like, Hey, we need to plan like the winter retreat coming up. Yeah. And it's like this super intensive detail of like, how many hotel rooms do we need? Blah, blah, blah. And then another day it's, Dude, this student's going through something really hard, and they just need somebody to listen to. Right. Other days, it is like, oh, I'm a hooper today. You know, I'm just, I'm just at Carmichael for like four hours, just you know, balling or whatever. Right. Um, or playing intramurals. Um, so I feel like that keeps the job, I guess, engaging in that sense, where it's not just show up to work, open up your laptop, mm-hmm. do your thing, close your laptop, go home. It's like, right. nope, definitely not like that. Um, but. To some degree, that can be frustrating at times because it's yeah. the unknown and you don't know. Um, but other times, it's it's life giving. It's fun because it really does feel like. I mean, we're just we're trying to. Something we said in CO all the time is we're just trying to just do life with students, right? Like right. so, whatever the students are doing, can we just do that? If mm-hmm. it's watching a game, let's watch a game. If it's grabbing a meal, let's grab a meal. Um, obviously, as you get older, as kids enter the picture, things like that those things become a little bit harder to do mm-hmm. um, as organically. Um, I remember last year I had a flag football team with Caleb Anthony, who used to go to this church who had a four-month-old at the time. And then our quarterback was a buddy of ours who also was connected to Campus Outreach. He had two kids. I had two kids. And so there were five kids on the sideline of our intramural game. And our team was <laughs> nice. I mean, we were, we were smoking these guys. We were up by like 35. And the other guys started getting frustrated because they were losing. Um, and they literally said to the ref, they were like, this isn't fair. Those guys have kids. <laughs> and we were like, what, what, what argument is that? What do you mean? If anything, y'all should be beating us. We have kids. Like, we're old and slow and we don't work out. Like, um, but anyway, all that to say, it, it was a challenge sometimes figuring out how do you incorporate family and college mm-hmm. ministry and all those wow. things. Yeah. Um, Next question, what do you wish people understood about college ministry? And I guess kind of the heart I have behind that is I think there can be misconceptions people have. I think sure. there can be, uh, whether fair or foul, you mm-hmm. know, just uh, wrong notions about what we do. And, mm-hmm. like, to your point, there is kind of that pressure sometimes of, like, oh, well, like, people are, like, giving to you every month. Like, are you – doing something that justifies that, you know, like there's kind of this, you know, um, which I don't think is super helpful framework, but anyway, what do you guys wish people understood about college ministry or, you know, if, if, if you could talk to someone who maybe didn't have the best perspective, Hmm. Mm -hmm. what would you say or tell them? 
I think one of the things I don't run into it at, at Waypoint, but I have in the past just with other Christians who almost see like the younger generation or like UNC in general is like unredeemable. Maybe that's, yeah. a, that's a bit dramatic language, but just like, oh, it's mm-hmm. so wicked and so dark, which like, I mean, it's like, you know, any, any body, like, like any workplace that is full of people who don't know God, you're going to run into some secularism and some people who are opposed to God, or maybe every once in a while, people who might even be a little hostile toward it. But um, I don't know. I think a lot about the the vision of the, the coming kingdom that Isaiah lays out when it, it's talking about how like it's prophesying the, the second coming of Jesus and talking about that he will turn our swords to plowshares. It's like literally mm-hmm. turning weapons into tools of cultivation. And that, uh-huh. that's the vision of the coming kingdom. I think that's what we are called to imitate now, where like we build bridges with you know the secular world. We step into that and get to know people and love them and hear their stories. And we're not going into it with like swords and a, a warring mindset. It's like, sure. no, these, these people are normal. They're, they just don't, uh, a lot of students like either don't know, don't care, might be indifferent, but they still have, you know, the same basic needs, wants as, as Christians do and, and as every person does. And it's a real joy of like getting to work alongside them and help them, you know, think about it, like just helping someone move one step closer to Jesus for uh, mm. whatever amount of time I'm able to be in their lives. Um, and with that, I, I find it pretty exhilarating at times to almost be on like the, the front lines of like, what are the issues that young people care about today? Yeah. You know, um, you get to confront stuff like that head on have and lean into tension sometimes, but right. it, it strengthens us too. Cause it's like, we, we really want to know like what the Bible has to say about any number of cultural issues, um, any number of worldly or current events, like, and how, like, what is like, God cares about the things a lot. Oftentimes God cares about the things we care about and wants right. to speak into it. So, yeah. Yeah. And no, I would add to that, that like, it just gives you such an empathy for students and what they're experiencing. And like students don't shy away <laughs> from those things, right? They're asking questions and they're on the front lines of, of just what's happening in the world. And um, it forces us to reckon with that <laughs> and yeah. to um, engage with those questions. Honestly, one of my favorite things is the is like generational trends. <laughs> and yeah, um, that's a really fun thing to learn about. And um, yeah, just you're forced to do that um, working in campus ministry. Um, but the big thing that stands out to me um, would be um, that it's not about the numbers of like yes. people that attend uh, your ministry. I've I, I heard bad stories, and and I don't know anyone personally, but like they're like, how how much is your ministry growing, and and what number are you at, and why don't you have more than a hundred people, and um, and it's not about that, right? Like, Ryan, I love what you said. It's about. Um, helping people take one more step closer to Jesus, right? And whether that is 10 students or 20 students or 250 students, right? Um, it's worth it um, to, to help one student take a step closer mm-hmm. to Jesus. And um, realizing that we can do all we can do um, in preparation and uh, having our own right relationship with the Lord um, and personal relationship, but then we don't get to tro- control the fruit and the outcome of that. Um, we get to leave it up to the spirit, to the movement of the spirit that, that this work is. Um, and that is both really humbling, um, and also, um, just a really cool opportunity to trust the Lord, um, with something that's far out of our control. (laughs) Um, sure. And on top of that, I would say that the goal is not even, um, a certain number of conversions, (laughs) right? It is, 
the goal the goal is to at least for in university's sake we want to share the gospel we want to evangelize but we we want to walk with students where they are meet them where they are um not force them to a place not um have them meet our standard but but to to walk alongside them um and hopefully be be a part of their journey right to 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 be uh watering the seed to to sow the seed um trusting that the lord will will give the growth um and, and trusting the lord to them that's great yeah i wrote down put some respect on our name mm. if, in case you don't know what that phrase means <laughs> Uh, just experiences I've had, this is definitely mainly with some like kind of smaller, you know, like country churches that supported Lacey and I, and, or, you know, just even, uh, a mindset can tend to be in, and I want to call this, yeah, you know what, I'm, I'm not going to call anybody out. I was going to say it tends to be in blank, you know, but I'm not, I'm not going to say it. That's good. That's um, good. We support one. But just kind of this idea of like, oh, you guys are just like having pizza parties and like playing games and it's like no it's like i mean yeah like just to some degree in the sense of like yeah we're like doing life with students and we want to like have fun with them but also like Mm -hmm. and we're 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 sharing the gospel we're like they're asking questions about what does the bible say about homosexuality and they're looking to us for the answer Mm -hmm. and like they're not going to a church like they're like we are what we say is going to be what they understand christians to think Mm -hmm. you know I'm like, man, that's that's a weight, you mm-hmm. know? And, like, I've, you know, especially mental health has been a huge, mm-hmm. you know, topic of conversation on college campuses. And I've been a part of plenty of conversations where people are really struggling. Mm-hmm. And they call me, you mm-hmm. know? And here I am at, you know, however old I was at the time. And it's like, what do I say? What do I do? Right. Um, so I think, to like, to some degree, there is somewhat this notion of, like, oh, it's just kind of, like, light. It's fun. You guys whatever, you just play basketball, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's like, yeah, to, to some degree, but also, again, it's like, man, we're, like, helping people move forward. Mm-hmm. We're having really challenging conversations. Which, like, again, this might be the first time the students are, like, actually, like, do I really believe the Bible? Like, sure, my parents mm-hmm. do, but, like, right. I don't know if I actually do. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, like, we're meeting up to talk about that type thing. And so I think about as now I'm in the, you know, more of the church world here, working right. at Waypoint, and hope to one day lead pastor, plant a church my own type thing. I would love to hire, you know, recent college ministry workers because I know, like, man, they've been involved in shepherding. They've been involved in discipleship. They've been involved in evangelism. They've mm-hmm. been involved in counseling, event planning, all of the things that, Social you know, it's media. not one-to-one, but it is like you're doing a lot of the things that a pastor would need to do, right. but just with the, you know, select demographic of people, 18 mm-hmm. to 22-year-olds, I yeah. think. Um so anyway, that's that's kind of one of my like many like soapboxes I have is like, man, people who are doing college ministry like they're incredible. Like they're doing like really hard work, and again, they're raising money to do it. <laughs> it's not like they're like, oh man, starting salary at CEO is one fifty plus benefits. It's like, no, nah, bro, you got to raise it. Um, so it really is uh, just a challenge. But the the things I think we we learn, the conversations we get to have are just invaluable. Right, absolutely. Um, they're really, really important. And, like, I am literally uh, about to graduate seminary on two days. Well, I don't know when you're going to listen to this, but I'm about to get my degree. And seminary was incredible. I'm not knocking seminary. It taught me a lot of good things. But I think my time in campus outreach, my time doing college ministry, I would say prepared me more mm-hmm. for pastoring than 
seminary did. Yeah. Again, seminary was great, but just, again, there were conversations I got to be a part of, things I got to be witness and see that you're just not going to get in a classroom in seminary. Right. Um, so, yes, yeah. put, some, put some respect on our name. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, just to add to that a little bit, like, I think one clarifying thing, and obviously I'm, I'm like, new to this, right? I'm only a year in, but that college ministry is not just like a stepping stone to some higher calling. Yeah. It's not like the training wheels um, where you then are going to become a pastor. Now, obviously, you're, you're taking that step, right. and that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the eight years you were doing this were like, that was ministry, right? right. It yeah. wasn't just a, a, a preparation time. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are some people in university who have been on staff 20 plus years on campus, right? Mm-hmm. And it's just their calling on their life. And um, they just love college students. And so I think recognizing the value of the ministry in and of itself and not just... Um, we, at Interverse, we don't try to claim to be the church, right? I think the church has a, a separate place and, and scriptural identity. Um, but at the same time, like college ministry is a calling. Mm-hmm. Um, and then one other thing you mentioned of, of just like the lightness, right? Um, those things like the basketball and the pizza and the watching games and like all of those things exist, not just because we just love doing fun things, but to build trust right? and to build relationships that then those people will actually come to you with their spiritual questions, mm-hmm. right? Will actually come to you for, for questions about mental health or about their family and be vulnerable. Um, but it takes just doing the daily life things, right? And just being present with them and stepping mm-hmm. in, meeting them where they're at, right? To, to build that, that level of trust. Yeah, that's great. Last question I have for us, fellas. How can people at Waypoint, anyone listening to this podcast, just be a part of your ministry? Like, I, I, or I guess maybe even a better way to phrase that is, what, what does ideal partnership look like for people that maybe would say, like, man, I love college ministry, or, you know, in our context, like, I love UNC, or I love Duke, and I love that there are campus ministers on those campuses, but, dude, I work 60 hours a week, you know, in carry, and I have two kids, like, I, I'm not just going to roll up to the pit, you know, and start shaking hands. Um, so what, what does like partnership look like? And, and yeah, how, how, how can people encourage or support you guys and what you're doing? In some ways I'm like prayer, of course, like asking us what's going on in the ministry specifically. Um, there are times where like, I, I, Hmm. I'm like, I, I, I feel like campus ministers still need care for their own personal spiritual lives. Sure. I hope that doesn't sound like needy or whatever. <laughs> but yeah, there are times like, I don't know, when I see students outside of a crew context and they start asking me about crew stuff, like, like at church or something, I'm like, okay, I don't always want to be on mm. in crew mode. Like I still need to be, you know, spiritually fed at church as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so caring for us individually, like apart from ministry, but it does mean a lot when people want to know what's going on and how they can be praying. Um, I mean, I send out monthly updates uh, about like what's going on in the ministry and stuff. And um, beyond that, I feel like always donating like food <laughs> helps. Yeah. Um, like I've had people who would give, you know, a couple hundred bucks for us to take a big group of students to cook out or something. Like that's a way that's that awesome. we're able to like bless students. Um you know, there's the financial side of things too, where we raise our own salary. That's, uh, I mean, I'm pretty, 
open about talking to anybody about that. <laughs> like I like, I like raising support because it gives me a chance to share like, you know, the ways that God changed me personally and the way that I see him working at Carolina. And sometimes it's good. I, I, well, I should say a lot of times it's nice to have spiritual conversations, interactions yeah. with people who are like in my own life stage, <laughs> I love working with college students, but it's like, yep. it's great to talk to people who are my, my age and get to say like, Hey, this is what's happening on campus. And would you consider giving to it and, and financially supporting us there too? Yeah. That's uh, great. I would second a lot of those things, um, uh, but and highlight um, just um, having intentional conversations. Um, I'll, I'll uh, shout out uh, Greg Gilland uh, for for reaching out this past Sunday. Again, I don't know when this is going to get played, but um, just asking, hey, how's how's ministry going? Um, and uh, that that meant a lot. Um, mm. And you know, I don't always have like seven things to say, but like it just to know that people are checking in and are, are curious and are walking with you, regardless of whether there's financial support involved, right? Um, that are actively praying for you. I think knowing like if like I hosted a prayer walk recently and um, invited people from the church and had a few people come, which was awesome. And so, you know, coming to, to events like that and to just pray over the campus. But even there are multiple people who said, oh, I can't make it today, but but I'll lift up a prayer for you guys when you're mm. there. And um, knowing that we're not in it alone, mm-hmm. I think um, at times uh, another thing to like understand about this job is that it can feel a bit isolating. Yeah. Um, I mean, there are lots of ministries on UNC's campus, but when you're uh, you know in somewhat somewhat responsible or in charge of a large ministry and you're one of the few people, at least in the university context, we don't have huge staff t- a huge staff team. Um, it can be a, a, a bit isolating, and so. Um, just knowing we're not alone in that, right, and that people are are stepping in and are, are here to to check check in on us, are praying for us, um, would be huge. Um, and yeah, but then I also would um, second, you know, financial financial support is always really important. And um, like Riley said, I, I have grown a lot in this. Of um, at first, it was really intimidating to ask people for financial support. Um, like, why, why am I worthy of people giving their money? And and is this even a good enough cause? Right, like, um, and like, shouldn't shouldn't you re- re- like be giving to homeless ministry or something instead? Um, but the truth is, like, um, you know, people aren't giving to me and to just to my salary. Like, they're giving to the ministry that's taking place at UNC and the work sure. of the gospel advancing. And so, um, yeah, just partnering with your resources, whether that be monthly partnership that's sustaining to ministry or to food to go to cookout or to bring an event to bring to a retreat uh, and volunteer to cook the food and get the groceries right. Mm. Um, there are tons of ways to partner that are, are really encouraging to us. That's great. Yeah, when I was on full-time, I feel like something that always encouraged me is just when people just asked about me, right, or asked us about my marriage. Like, sure, it's nice when people are like, oh, what's going on, mm-hmm. you know, on campus, or like, you know, maybe like they read my update and they're like, oh, like you mentioned – Eric, you know, how's, how's Eric doing? Like on one hand, I'm like, oh man, you actually read the update. That's amazing. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, Eric's doing pretty good. Um, but I I think it was helpful for me to even just see from other people, like, man, you're like more than like what you do, right? Mm -hmm. You're more than just the campus minister or whatever. Um, so that's, that's something I'm kind of always have my, I guess, antennas up about when I encounter just any, like whether it be a missionary or a pastor or someone who's in full-time, you know, college ministry of like, most of the people I imagine are probably going to ask them about that. You know, they're probably gonna be like, oh, how's, you know, wherever you're serving or how's your church doing? Um, 
and I just generally kind of just want to be like, how are you? What's going on? Yeah. What do you like to do? <laughs> um, so, well, fellas, that's what I had. Do you guys have any last last words you wanted to leave the people with? I always have more words if we have time, but uh, <laughs> um, man, I, I would just say it's so cool to be in this ministry just to see the Lord provide, mm. um, whether that be financially, whether that be uh, anxiousness about leading and and preaching and shepherding students of like, am I really fit for this? And like, the answer is like, no, <laughs> but fair, but the answer is yes in the Lord, right? Yeah, and, and the Lord sh- has shown up time and time again. Um, and yeah, so it's just been, it's been so cool to see the Lord being a part of this movement and just getting to partner with him in that. Well said, Graham. Appreciate it. I guess my final thought would be just blessed to be a part of a church that supports us and cares for us well. So shout out, shout out to the people of Waypoint. Mm. Yeah. We appreciate you guys. And if you're hearing this and your heart is stirred and you're like, man, I would love to give to some of these ministries. Feel free to hit me up, Ben at WaypointRDU.com. I can get you connected to any of the wonderful campus ministers we got. We we got a handful. Um, we have got Graham and Riley today, but we could easily have, you know, multiple episodes of multiple people. Um, well, thank you guys for taking some time. Hope you guys were blessed by it. Again, this is just an awesome ministry that Waypoint gets to be a part of with just being so close, right, to incredible campuses that really impact the world, you know, Duke and UNC. You know, NC State impacts the world too, but you know we're not we're we're not too close to NC State. I'm a I'm an NC State fan, um, but thank you guys for your time and hope you hope you have a good rest of your day.